Okay, so it looks like we're ready to go. We're all recording and everything. Everyone can hear me, hopefully. Okay, good. Okay. Sakirati, you hearing me? to make sure we're on the same page here. Okay, well, thanks everybody for coming. To the second installment of our Glories of Sri Radha series. Um, just a brief recap of the last week. So last Monday we heard about the uh, supremacy of Sri Radha and her bodily characteristics. We went over her uh, the, the the markings on her lotus feet and talked somewhat about the, the meanings that those um that those symbols have and of course all of these things are for meditation for um yeah for us to be able to meditate more deeply on her any aspect of course meditating on the absolute whether it's their the bodily features of or as today we'll hear the qualities or their associates or their friends, uh, associate, friends and associates or um, their leelas or hearing about their tattva, their love. Like if you, we were to describe Radha's Mahabhav, the way Sri Krishnadas Kaviraj Goswami describes it, then... Um, all of that because we're talking about the absolute this is all a way to bring the mind more deeply into the subject so um so today of course we're going to go over from ujjalini mani the 25 qualities of radha let's say a short mangala charan and we'll get started Om Ajnati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Miritam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurve Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Stapitam Yena Bhutali Swayam Rupakadamayam Dadati Svapadantikam Vairagya Vidyanija Bhakti Yoga Shikshartameka Purusha Purana Shri Krishna Chaitanya Sharira Dhari Kripam Budhiriyastamaham Prapadhi E Krishna Karuna Sindho Dinabandho Jagatpati Gopesha Gopika Kanta Radha Kanta Namostuti Tapta Kanchana Gaurangi Radhe Vrindavaneshwari Prishabhanu Sute Devi Pranamami Hari Priye Vanchakalpa Tarubyascha Kripa Sindhu Bhyevacha 
Patitanam Pavanibhu Vaishnavibhu Namu Namaha. Okay, so speaking from Vujvanivamani, which is a chapter four, um, description of Radha. Um, so now this, uh, as you can see, this is a big book. <laughs> uh, so this is Rupa Goswami, of course, Rupa Goswami's uh, sequel to Dr. Samarta Sindhu, where he describes uh, Ujjvala Rasa, or Sringa Rasa, or Madhurya Rasa, as it's commonly called, in, in its entirety, whereas in Dr. Samarta Sindhu, he described it in a short way, kind of a... a, a a shorthand description or a very an outline more and this of course which the neomani goes into great 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 detail um was actually um one of the things we're going to talk about today just it struck me just once again how it's something that i've contemplated over the years where sometimes atheists will you know deny the existence of god and whatnot and just the very fact that the Gaudias have so much detail about divinity from the elements of tattva to um, the, the description of their physical, their, their form, you know, and all the symbols on their hands and feet. <laughs> it's like, there's so much detail. It's like, how could people make this up? Um, I always found that to be a pretty compelling fact that just the sheer amount, the sheer volume of detail about divinity is pretty compelling in itself. It says that the people who are absorbed in this world, they've got something going on, especially considering that these, uh, these descriptions are consistent across time. Anyway, that's a side point, of course. Um, uh, but, or I should say, and, so today we're speaking about the qualities of Shirata. There are 25 qualities that she has. Or 25, I should say, that Sri Rupa gives in this verse. But at the end, he he basically says, like Krishna's qualities, they can't be counted. And these qualities are grouped, in, or there's there's different uh, qualities pertaining to different aspects of Radha's being. First six are her bodily qualities. The next three pertain to her speech. The next, I think it's six, now the next 10, this is coming from Vishwanath Chakravarti's commentary. The next 10 qualities are related to her mind. And then the last six are qualities in relation to others. Um, so, Atha Vrinda Venishvarya Kirtyante Pravaraguna Madhuriyam Navavayas Chapala Chapala. Oh, I probably should wear these for reading Sanskrit, shouldn't I? Chalapango Juli Chalapango Jalasmita Charusobhagyare Kardya Gandhon Madita Madhava Sangita prasara bhigya ramyavanarma pandita vinita karuna purna vidagdha partavan vita 
Lajjashila Sumaryada Dhairya Gambhirya Shalini Suvilasa Mahabhava Paramodkarsha Tarshini Gokula Prema Vasatir Jagachdeni Lasadjashaha Gurvar Pita Guru Sneha Saki Pranayetavasha Krishna Priyavali Mukya Santatashrava Keshava Bahuna Kingunastasya Sankhyatita Hareriva. So, as I mentioned, um, so Rupa Goswami says that Bahuna Kingunastasya Sankhyatita. Sankhyati to her qualities like Hare, like Hari, are they can't be counted, but these are a representative section, just in the same way that Sri Rupa says um, in the Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu, he gives 64 qualities of Sri Krishna, but then he says, you know, but we are talking about God here, so these qualities are actually limitless. But then it's uh, a similar idea to Krishna's. Um, description of himself at Arjun's request in the 10th chapter of the Gita, where he says he gives all these ways of meditating on him that um, based on excellent things we find in the world and says, but, you know, what's the need for all this? My qualities are uncountable. So in the midst of um, studying the, the Madhurya, the sweetness of the absolute, we are constantly reminded of the infinitude of the absolute. So last time we heard about the auspicious markings on Radha and then her decorations, how her body is decorated in the accoutrements, especially for Shamananda uh, and her, her ornaments and whatnot. And so now these qualities, the way Rupa talks about these is, like I said, just it's a representation of some of the things that we could talk about. She is beautiful. She's Madhurya. Possesses new youth, has fickle glances, has a bright smile, Ujjvala Snita. Beautiful lines of fortune, a fragrance that frenzies Krishna, Gandon Madita Madiva, is skillful at singing, has a pleasant voice, is expert at joking, Narma Pandita, one of my favorites, is humble, compassionate, sly, for, for those who, um, I might define some of these for those who are not, English isn't your first language, sly is like, kind of sneaky in a way, and we will, we can, uh, my plan is to go into some of these. Uh, so the, the structure of the book is the same as, as uh, Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu. So Sri Rupa will compose a verse of his own describing an aspect of the deity he's talking about, in this case, of course, Radha. And then each one of these qualities, he will use, he will quote a verse from somewhere in the sacred literature, whether it's a Purana or whatnot, to illustrate um, that quality or that point that he's making. It's a common um, structure. 
sometimes he quotes himself, like he'll quote the Vidag Damadava in one of his own plays, but <laughs> works for me. So she's compassionate, sly, clever, shy, respects proper conduct, is patient, inscrutable, which means that she remains silent. Koi, manifests thirst for Krishna with the highest state of Mahabhav, is the abode of Prem and Gokul, has lustrous fame, is the object of great affection from elders, is controlled by affection of her friends, is chief of Krishna's beloveds, and constantly controls Krishna. What more can be said? Her qualities, like Krishna's, cannot be counted. So the nice thing about this book and why this book is so big is because it has the commentaries of Jiva Goswami and Vishwanath Chakrabarti in it. And um, Sri Vishwanath is, has made a lovely contrib contribution in that as Sri Rupa will quote a verse, um, Vishwanath will say who is speaking this verse, which you wouldn't get that from the verse itself. So how he knew this, I don't know, but it's great that he put it in there because then we can get a sense of um, what a, a greater context for the verses that are being spoken. And then again, these are all just things that can be meditated on. Like um, you can take one of these qualities and then one of the verses that Sri Rupa has quoted and think about the context. It, it kind of becomes like a, sort of a mantra mayu pasana where one can meditate upon the verse as a still picture of the Leela. Um, and they're, you know, considering that there are 25 qualities, um, that's, that's a lot of meditation that one can do. <laughs> uh, so we're in the, you know, we're in the Bhakti Rasamra Descender, we're in the ocean of sweetness here. And so it's any point that we choose to meditate on, we're, we're contacting the infinite, which is pretty amazing <laughs> thought when you really get down to it. So, as I mentioned, the, the, the qualities are broken down into different, uh, pertaining to different aspects of Sri Radha. And then Sri Rupa, Sri Rupa in his next verse, next three verses, he says, there are four types of qualities of Radha's body, speech, mind, and relationship with others. So he's basically explaining a little bit about the breakdown of how he's written it. Then he goes into, he just starts at the beginning of the list, beauty, from Vidagda Madhava. And then he quotes a verse, his own verse, um, to illustrate her beauty. So I didn't want to necessarily go through all 25 qualities this way. Um, that would be pretty time consuming and probably boring for people to sit and listen through. Um, but I wanted to go through some of them that I thought were particularly sweet. Uh, where are we here? Well, here's an example of something that I found interesting. So one of the qualities, of course, is Ujula Smita. She has a sweet or a bright smile. And so Sri Rupa says, oh, friend, 
spying the thin line of a sweet smile in the pure middle portion of your lips on your moon-like face, the best of Chikora birds, that would be Krishna, the destroyer of suffering with wild intelligence because of bliss and pride is coming here quickly. So her smile attracts Krishna. And in the commentary, uh, or in the verse, I should say, Shirupa uses the word agabit, agabit. And that's and it's an interesting word because uh, those of you who are familiar with Guru Maharaj's pranam prayers, agabit is used in that, in his prayer and in his pranam. And so, mm, agabit is a it's a a name for Krishna, the killer of Aga, the destroyer of sin that is very dear to the cowherd sector. But as we see here, it's it can also be thought of um, in terms of those pursuing um, Madhurya Ras, because um, so Vishwanath gives the context. He says, Krishna saw this slight smile that appeared for an instant. On, on Radha's face, so it came and went, and she tried to hide it. And he began to think it will spread out to become a kiss. So he's hoping. <laughs> and uh, so, in Vishwanath, he suggests here. He mentions that there's a, a joke that's suggested that. Um, uses the word agapit. So it's, it, it was an interesting point to me that just regardless of, um, or, or the, all these, even, uh, even a, a person who was pursuing Sakyaras could read this and um, derive something for it, for their bhajan from it. So um, and it works both ways too. And like in the same way of uh, meditating on Krishna Balaram, even though one would could be pursuing Madhuri Ras. Um, took me quite a while to understand that point, even though it's fairly simple. So the next quality is her auspicious marks. And so the last time we went over the markings on Radha's feet, and I didn't go over her hands because I thought it would just uh, make the class too long. Um, and I, I'm not going to go into detail on her hands, other than like on her right hand, there are conch shells on each of her five fingertips. I mean, <laughs> and so Sri uh, Jiva goes into all of these and Vishnuat as well. Um, suffice it to say that on both feet, there are 19 marks, which we went into last time. And on, there are between both hands, there are 35 marks on the hands. So, the point being that she's extremely auspicious. She has all these different markings that set her apart from anyone else. And same with Krishna, of course. Although I'm not sure that I've read a description of his hands. But this is this is uh, reading this description of all these different symbols and markings on Radha's hands is one of the things that kind of had me thinking about just the sheer level of detail, <laughs> like. Um, from what she wears, all these different, you know, her ornaments and her accoutrements and her 
bodily characteristics and all these markings are just an unbelievable amount of detail. So she's got a total of 50 marks on her body, which is um, on her hands and feet. That's, uh, and then as we went into in some detail last time, each one of those has a meaning, whereas, uh, so the meanings of the symbols on her hands are not given here in the commentaries. They're just, the locations on her hands are given. Um, so one of my favorite qualities, Gandon Marita Madhava. Ganda is a scent, of course, like Krishna and the Gita says, Punya Ganda Pritivyang Cha. You know, I am the original fragrance of the earth. So Ganda means fragrance. And it's Unmarita Madhava. It makes Madhava crazy. <laughs> Driving crazy. And interesting thing about this. Uh, so the, the verse that Sri Rupa quotes, doesn't say where it's from. The Vishwanath brings out the point that Tungavidya speaks this verse. And she says, oh, Madhavi, speaking to Radha, do not uselessly try to hide yourself by the leaves of the creepers. Oh, friend, Krishna, the king of the gallants, that rascal, making you shake, will certainly enjoy you who are like a jasmine flower detected by your fragrance. That fragrance betrays you and wanders about to incite him to madness. So this, uh, in the context of speaking about her fragrance that naturally emanates from her body and, and makes Krishna, is very, very attractive to Krishna. Um, the thought came to me that, so her nature being Vamya, the left, left hand nature, which, uh, we will get into more when I talk about the type of love that, that Sri Radha personifies. So this Vamya nature, this, it's oppositional, it's um, non-submissive. So in distinction to the, uh, the right-wing gopis of, of Chandravali's camp who are submissive. So Radha is not submissive and so she will um, she tries to hide herself from Krishna. She, and this, this, of course, increases the rasa that Krishna enjoys ultimately. And so, but as she's hiding herself amongst the, the, the leaves of the forest, hiding herself in a bush from Krishna, her scent is emanating out. And so Krishna <laughs> finds her anyway. Um, but that, that was an interesting, uh, sweet point I thought about her how she hides herself, the reason she hides herself. Uh, oh, there was a verse that I skipped that I wanted to read. So before, before he gets into the, um, oh no, it's coming up, excuse me. Uh, so I'm just kind of going through the qualities and the ones that I am particularly um, partial to or that have more extensive commentary I'll kind of go into a bit. So Narma Pandita. So it means she's expert at joking. And 
Sri Rupa gives a couple examples. <laughs> so she basically says that I've I've gone and I've bathed, I'm going to worship the sun and I've bathed, so don't touch me. So she's implying that he's he's impure. And she uses the term uh, Vrishavaratana, destroyer of Dharma. So it's one of those examples where she uh, where she will say one thing, but she means another, and this is common throughout the leelas and whatnot. And so, as as we know from the Bhagavatam, parokshavad, this indirect speech, is very attractive to um, relishers, and so Krishna being Rasaraj, the highest of all relishers he he enjoys this indirect speech and he enjoys these uh subtle meanings of uh, and opposite meanings and implied meanings of things so on on the face radha says that oh person famous for good acts and yet in jiva goswami's commentary she indicates the opposite you are famous for sin <laughs> So this is an example of her being expert at joking. And so she'll say one thing on its face that has a particular uh, face meaning, uh, a meaning that, uh, a surface meaning. But what she really means is the complete opposite, and which is common with Sanskrit, where you can derive the opposite meaning from something just by dividing the words slightly differently or whatever, or even it might even, uh, the opposite meaning might even be inherent in the term so even though she's saying he's famous for dharma what she means is he's actually sinful now and this is just a way of uh, kind of poking him a bit <laughs> which is common they, and and the the krishna does uh, his share of poking as well where we find in the leela where for example after he and radha have been in secrecy and they'll come out of the kunj and Radha's still disheveled and she's getting dressed and whatnot. And then Krishna will start to, before all the all of her friends, he'll embarrass her before her friends by describing what they just did. <laughs> so you can imagine for a teenage girl, you know, um, talking in public about your love affairs is kind of not something you really, it's going to be embarrassing. So um, Krishna loves to embarrass Radha like that. And so she, she, she gets back at him. <laughs> by um, joking with him in these ways. In fact, Vishwanath Chakravarti even, he mentions here that unsatisfied because Krishna answered her cleverly, she takes aim at Krishna with this verse. So there's this intellectual jousting that goes on between the two. And um, this of course uh, takes place in all of, well, um, you find examples of it in Sakiras, and it's very prominent, of course, in Madhurya Ras. Um, probably not so much in Vatsalya. And her humility, which is a really sweet one. So I mean, it, it's interesting that you've got someone who's uh, an all-powerful being, and yet humble. Uh, so... And that just goes to illustrate her 
even though she is what she is, she's um, doesn't have any pride about being the best. <laughs> she's actually just the opposite. In fact, from Vidagda Madhava, we hear Sri Rupa quotes his own play again and again. This is Radha thinking to herself. Again and again, I have offended Krishna by playful quarrels. She's referring to her, her man. Praiseworthy, he is still, still willing to accept me. Oh, slender, wasted girl, what reason is there for taking me back other than the fragrant blossom of the great, great quality of mercy of you, my friends? So, even though she's the only one who can satisfy Krishna. She still doesn't think, she still thinks that she offends him by her behavior and that he is to be praised even though uh, he's praiseworthy and that he's still willing to accept me when in actuality it's the, just the opposite. He's the one that's going and enjoying with Chandravali and leaving her in the kunj waiting for him, tapping her fingers or, you know, tapping her foot and, and leaving her in anxiety, wondering when he's going to come or if he's going to come. And then when he does come, he's got the signs of love on his body. And so she's just, you know, so many times she's like, or, or she, I should say, she's advised by Lalita and her friends to, you know, don't let that cheater in here because you don't you deserve better basically is what they're trying to say and this he's he's just he's been with other people he's been with other girls what is this and yet she doesn't think like that she she thinks even though he is like that she thinks well why should he take me back um so this is obviously a um very powerful example of her humility And then she's also, um, she's Karuna Purna. She's fully compassionate, greatly compassionate. And the example here is interesting. Seeing a calf whose mouth was pierced by a piece of straw, compassionate Radha began to weep. Filled with grief, she applied kumkum to the wound. So that's, I, I've, I have some friends who are like that, uh, that they're um, so soft-hearted that they, they see an animal in distress and they're just, they practically lose their minds. And it's a good quality in some ways. Um, and it can be slightly impractical because if you had to help the animal, you've got to be able to put your emotions aside. But um, she obviously is able to, even though she's, um, she's weeping, she's still able to help the calf. Um, and so it's interesting that there are instances in the Leela even uh, for her to manifest compassion, because generally we would think uh, compassion would be more directed toward the world because we in the world are in need of compassion. <laughs> in the Leela, everything's perfect. What need is there to show compassion? But as we see here that there are there are times when 
it can come out, which is um, a great uh, a great benefit of reading books like this, so that you can actually see that the, all these things are still there. Um, And then uh, another one, her cleverness in arts. So Radha, master of all arts of love, is an authority in painting with minerals. So she paint Krishna with you know, gopi dots and other designs and whatnot. She is skillful at cooking a variety of pleasing dishes on her own. And on her own means, um, in Vishwanath Chakravarti's commentary, he says, not learning from anyone, she produces a variety of cooked foods by her own creativity. That's pretty extraordinary, because if you read in the in books like uh, Govindali Lamrita, the extensive preparations that she makes every morning for Krishna when she goes to uh, Yashoda's kitchen and assists Rohini in cooking for Krishna and Balaram, she's her her, her cooking is acknowledged by everyone in Braj as being the best, <laughs> and yet no one taught her. So that is another way of saying that she's the fountainhead of all these arts. She makes Krishna foolish in word battles and is master of stringing garlands. She is skillful at understanding the shadi, the female parrot and the parrot. She defeats Krishna at dice and has sharp intelligence in music. And there are examples of of uh, the sharp intelligence of music where, uh, I don't remember where I read it, um, but basically she schools Krishna from time to time. She'll, he plays his flute and then he makes some blunder, very subtle, I'm sure, and she corrects him as to, you know, you could have done it better. <laughs> um, now, of course, she, she would only do so out of a desire to increase his pleasure. And that's, that's the, if we, if we don't remember anything about Radha other than one thing, it would be everything she does is for Krishna's pleasure. That's the, that's her entire reason for being, you could say. And so just even when she's, scolding Krishna or she's obstructing Krishna from touching her or she's um, defeating him in a battle of words and um, and then the Sakis are laughing at him. That's all just to increase his pleasure. That all makes him very happy. So she does these things um, for him. Like the extreme selflessness is it's difficult to fathom for us in conditions souls as we are to to think how selfless this person this being is to be that giving um and yet you know we have the audacity to think we want to live with them and then just kind of going through Dairiya uh, Shalini, her great tolerance. And this one struck me because 
of course, Chaitanya Mahaprabhu has given us the mandate in the third verse of Shikshastikam to be more tolerant than a tree. And then so to now it's easy for us to understand the necessity for tolerance in the material world, because the nature of the world being what it is, there's a lot to tolerate, quite frankly. Um, the world is not designed to be a place that is totally pleasurable. It's just, it's not how it is. Um, and as anyone over the age of say six months <laughs> has figured out. But then the Leela, well, it's like, well, what is there to tolerate in the Leela? It's blissful, it's beautiful, it's perfect. Well, we find out her great tolerance. So her angry husband, that would be Abhimanyu, his mind disturbed by Padma's false words, scolds her. Her necklace is stolen by a monkey under Kutila's instruction. Shaibya's favorite goat eats up the flowers of the jasmine plant pleasing to Krishna. Radha, most tolerant, sees all this and remains silent. So Padma and Shaibya both belong to Chandravali's camp. And so they being her competitors, they find sneaky ways to try to undermine her. And she has to tolerate these things. So Padma has told Abhimanyu that your wife Radha is cheating on you and that has disturbed his mind. And so now he's yelling at Radha about this and she has to just take it. <laughs> and then uh, Kutila has a pet monkey who she instructed when Radha is alone, you will go and make yourself scary. And then when she's distracted, go and steal her necklace, the necklace that Krishna gave her and then bring that necklace to me. <laughs> or you know, Shaibya. So Krishna, let's see, it's looking at the commentary. So she's got a, anyway, she's growing the, a jasmine plant that is, she had in mind naturally to probably make garlands for Krishna with being the expert garland maker that she is. And so you can imagine, you know, you've, you've raised this, this jasmine creeper since it was a seedling or whatever. And with the intent of pleasing Krishna with it. And then your competitors, one of your competitors, friends comes over, uh, competitors, friends, pet goat comes over and eats that plant. <laughs> How annoying that would be. And yet she, she says nothing. And of course, and in these qualities, you'll see that these are manifested in great devotees as well to one degree or another, like, um, like this next one, Gambhirya Shalini, inscrutability. Um, so the verse is, Sri Rupa says, though Radha is situated in the midst of conflict within her mind, she remains calm. Externally, she appears most respectful. By her intelligence, she has become indescribably gentle. So, it's an example of being disturbed in one's mind and yet externally everything is just 
the same. And so Vishwanath comments that Rupa Mandri speaks to her friend. So though there is a cause for agitation, she does not come be become disturbed. Since prema is nourished by agitation, it may arise internally from some cause and then manifest externally. Not taking revenge in this situation is called dhairya or tolerance. However, when the inner agitation does not manifest externally at all, it is called gambhirya or inscrutability. So gambhira, gambhirya, obviously we, we know the term gambhira from the gambhira in Puri where Mahaprabhu spent the latter portion of his lila. Gambhira means deep. So inscrutability is depth. So you've got, it's kind of like a, a pond, a pond with a, a clear surface, a flat, perfectly flat and smooth surface. And yet underneath there's all kinds of activity going on that doesn't show up on the surface. Gokula Prema Vasati. So she's all of Gokul has Prem for her. Radha has been made a mass of Prem by the Creator. <laughs> On seeing her, the minds of all the inhabitants of Gokul are filled with affection. And Jiva Goswami comments that this is spoken by Yashoda to a friend. So we find examples of this. Uh, in again, the Govinda Lilamrita when Radha ordered by, uh, ordered by, uh, requested by, or you could say, depending on which, which uh, point of view you want to take it. So Yashoda asks that Radha, because her cooking is blessed, that she should come and cook for Krishna every morning. So Radha and a contingent of her sakis and manjaris will go to Nandagram every morning to cook for Krishna. And when they get there, Yashoda, her affection for Radha is as great as it is for Krishna. She will smell Radha's head and embrace her and um, facilitate her in every way so that she can do her service to Krishna. Uh, very beautiful to see these the, the interactions of the devotees amongst themselves in their service to Krishna at the center. Ah, I hadn't seen this before. And, and Vishwanath Chakravarti even, even gives the, uh, the context here. Seeing Radha from far off, coming to her house to cook in the morning, Yashoda speaks to her friend. <laughs> She's the object of great affection by the elders. So Yashoda, again, she speaks, you are not the daughter of Kirtida. I say that you are my daughter. 
seeing your face, I come to life as I do on seeing Krishna's face. Why are you ashamed? So, of course, Radha, going before Yashoda Rani, would have her face covered and head lowered in submission and whatnot. And Yashoda saying, no, you're, you're my daughter. <laughs> you have nothing to be ashamed of for me. You can just imagine, you know, from these descriptions, just how, how sweet of a, just the flow of Leela, how sweet that is on a daily basis. Just all these different emotions playing off one another and augmenting one's stayibhav and all for Krishna's pleasure. There's so much going on there. And, and, the, and the books like this are there for us to meditate on and enter into all these things at least or at least to have uh, some information as to what our goal is in in a more concrete way and uh, very very helpful for us to meditate on these things hmm. yes uh, vishwanath chakravarti comments on that verse yashoda speaks to radha who remains speechless covering her face in shame before her my, and uh, Yashoda says, my affection for you is not less by one degree than your mother's. I come to life on seeing your face. <laughs> this is the main reason why she called Radha every morning. Interesting. <laughs> so even though, even though Krishna, uh, uh, Yashoda, Yashoda Ma wants Krishna to be healthy and strong, by eating Radha's cooking, she also gains life from seeing the face of Radha, just as Krishna does. And her next quality is her dependence on her friend's affection. Radha, Vishwanath Chakravarti's comments, Radha, greatly disturbed, speaks, oh friend, teach the son of Nanda. Why does he afflict me, who am dependent on my friends? He should leave the houses of respectable women in fear. Does he know the heroic assaulting skills of Lalita? <laughs> so, of course, um, Radha is never alone, just as Krishna is never alone. She's surrounded by her friends, the Priyanarmasakis, first of all, the, the Ashtasakis, the principal eight headed by Lalita and Vishaka. And of course, their maidservants, all the various groups and whatnot, subgroups. And Ajiva Goswami, I forget where, I think it might be in the Sundarvas somewhere. He describes that the reason there are so many gopis is that, um, so that rasa can be augmented and rasa with relatively few people is less relishable. And so the more people involved in, the more vessels of rasa there are, the greater the overall rasa there will be. And so there are many, many vessels. And of course, um, of course the Sakis, uh, the Korean Nama Sakis and whatnot, they are um, what is known as Kaya Vyuha, expansions of Radha's body um, to increase the, the sweetness and the, um, 
the quality, the sweetness, and the quantity of, of the, the rasa. And then she is the Krishna Priyavali Mukya. She's the, the principal woman of Krishna's affection from Lalita Madhava. So this is Krishna speaking. My dear girl with the fascinating eyes, even if I am attacked by many girls with beautiful eyebrows or expert archers with their restless, crooked, crooked glances, how can I find happiness for even a moment without you? I am like the sky. Even if the sky is embraced by moonlight and all the stars, it never becomes bright until it is filled with the morning sun. So of course, this, this verse brings to mind the Rasa Lila where Krishna dancing with the billion gopis who showed up at one point decided to leave with Radha, the only one. So, so the, in the Rasa Mandala, there's circles and circles and circles of gopis expanding outward. And in the very center is Radha and Krishna standing there. And so if, if Radha had left, and despite the fact that all of those billion gopis being there, he would not be satisfied. And then, but with her alone, he can be satisfied. And then all of those other gopis, they, they just reflect and increase his love for her and hers for him. And then, Santata Ashrava Keshava, so last of her qualities, her constant control of Krishna. So we know from Bhakti Rasam the Sindhu that Bhakti has the power to Sri Krishna Akarshini, to completely attract the all attractive. So here's an example of her doing that. Oh Radhika, I have plucked a mass of flowers uncrushed by the bees and have brought many undamaged peacock feathers according to your words. Give up using the fresh leaves, brilliant as the rising sun for making the garland. A person like me should act under your control. Give me another order. So this is Krishna speaking. So Radha has sent him out to collect flowers and peacock feathers for decoration. Um, and of course, we know from the Bhagavatam, uh, I forget the verse, of course, but where Krishna submits himself to Radha in um, at Kurukshetra. And so he, he more or less admits in the Leela at different times, and it goes back and forth. It's kind of like, uh, well, I like to think of it as the, the Taoist symbol of the, the yin and yin yang. So they're, they're complementary halves of a complete whole. And they trend as, as one, sometimes one will have the upper hand and, and control the other and vice versa. And so um, it's not that Radha always controls Krishna or Krishna always controls Radha. It depends on the situation. Sometimes one controls the other.
And then, so that's the end of the qualities. And then Sri Rupa, now he starts, he segues into, or actually doesn't even segue, he just starts talking about the different types of groups and the, the different types of sakis, which I was intending to get into that uh, in the next installment. So, He says, uh, the first part of the, before he starts actually getting into the, the types of sakis, he says, in Radha's group, which is the best of all, are beautiful women decorated with all good qualities who completely attract Krishna. So they being, uh, most of them being, of course, expansions of Radha, they're gonna have qualities similar to hers, although less, less in quantity. And so she um, and, and all of the Sakis in her group, although um, the, the principal Sakis like Lalita, Vishaka, Tungavidya, um, et cetera, et cetera, they, they have the ability or the, the qualification to be group leaders. Uh, and to, uh, but they, they choose to submit themselves and serve under Radha rather than be a competitor to her. So, of course, we know in different instances that Radha will push a certain gopi forward or to go with Krishna, um, even though she may not want to, that, that gopi may not want to. But Radha knows, oh, in this particular instance, Krishna will be pleased with her. Um, so, so we've heard that she, Radha herself, is supreme. Her group is the highest group. She is the one who satisfies Krishna the most. And of course, the opposition is there just to, um, as in any drama, you got to have a villain. <laughs> so even in Sringa Rasa, this sweet, sweet, sweet Rasa, all these sweet relationships, you got to have some opposition. So it's not just, it's not just there. It's not just that there is opposition from the social pressures of being in a, a varnashram village setting where uh, young girls and and anybody other than their husbands are not even supposed to look at one another what to speak of talk to each other what to speak of you know actually um, get involved romantically uh, otherwise the entire village's uh, fame would be that the village would be defamed and the people would be considered low class and whatnot. So what to speak of that social pressure, of uh, the greater Varnashram context and the pressure of um, keeping their love affairs secret from the elder sector, from the elderly, from the, from the, from the Vatsalya sector, I should say. Even within the Sringaras, they're still a villain, one could say, uh, are still opposition in the form of Chandravali in her camp. And so they're all, all of these different elements that make it more difficult for Radha and Madhava to meet, make it ultimately more relishable when they do. And so as the, the separation, more powerful the separation is before the meeting, the more intense the meeting is. And, and um, so it's like, as Rupa Goswami mm, 
poetically describes the movement of love like like a snake so it's back and forth it's, it moves in a crooked way it's not not straightforward and if it was then one can surmise that it would become rather dull and stale and boring over time but this is one of the aspects of Krishna Leela is that it's continually new. And so this love moves in these crooked ways and uh, that pleases Krishna very much. And so with that, I think that's pretty much all I had for today. Um, I'm going to change the muting status so if anybody has any comments or anything then they can share them do you hear me Chita? I'm not in English. Oh, I'm not in English. Yeah, now I can hear you. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, so I, I was wondering, like, maybe you'll go into this more next time, but I, I, I've always been wondering uh, this, this point about uh, Vishaka and Lalita being able to be group leaders, but instead they are serving Radha, but we see that they have groups. And like they're kind of the leaders of the manjaris. So like, like um, what is uh, what is this point say saying? Mm. Yeah, that. Um, so, and probably the next two, because there's three more uh, discussions. So the next two, I think, will be discussing Radha's friends and type of love that they have, that Radha has, and that they have the Samarta Rati. And so that would also get into um, that. You know, that would answer your question at that time. Where, yeah, what is? Um, in fact, let me make a note of that. So I remember to have my references in hand. So yeah, um, the groups, even though the the even though the, uh, the gopis like Lalita and Vishaka, they are qualified. Um, you know, they they prefer to submit themselves, but then yeah, they do have groups of their own. But those groups, they bring those groups in to serve to augment her uh, their service to Radha, right? Not to augment their service in their and they're not they're not augmenting their service. They're not recruiting people into their own service of Krishna. They're recruiting people, and uh, those groups all exist to assist Radha in her service to Krishna. I think that would be the difference. Um, that's a short answer for now. Okay, great. Any other comments or questions? Okay, that's looking like a no. So look at that, right on time. Well, that's pretty good.
Well, I want to thank everyone for tuning in once again. Um, getting little bits of the nectar coming down through our great acharyas like Sri Rupa Goswami. Um, and so, yeah, next time we'll be hearing about Radha's friends and, like I said, the type of love that they have. We'll go into we'll go into some of the uh, Rasa Tattvas surrounding um, the type of love that the different types of sakis and the type of love that Radha's sakis have and that she has. And of course, that'll get into a discussion of uh, the window of opportunity for sadhakas that has been opened to us by Chaitanya Mahaprabhu's Sampradaya and his followers. And that'll probably go on for the next two. Yeah, I would think so. The next two discussions. And then um, the last one will be getting into Leela's where um, I was thinking to just share different selected Leela's from Govinda Lilamrita or something like that. So that's all for today. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. And um, I can't unmute. What? I thought I thought I did that. Ask all to unmute. Yeah, yeah. So, so uh, I, I think you uh, you asked everyone to unmute instead of allowing everyone to unmute oh so <laughs> that's a different but i guess in future episodes you, you can just skip that thing about muting. about muting the people like like because like usually like it's only sometimes it's a problem if people are right uh, unmuting by mistake and then you hear noise and stuff but then you can just mute them okay <laughs> fair enough okay. all right well thanks everybody until next week Jai. 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 Jai.